Hi, and welcome to the Domestic CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Thomas. As we're preparing for the birth of our first child, I'm finding that I'm already losing my ambition for cooking dinner each night. By dinner time, I'm worn out, sore, and already hot and sweaty thanks to the fact that we're back to living in our Phoenix house until the baby is born. Even though I know it's healthier and cheaper to cook our meals at home, I really don't want to cook dinner for my husband and me right now. The fact that I'm feeling this way a month before the baby is to arrive is making me realize the importance of putting together freezer meals to help feed us for at least a few weeks after our son is born. Mighty Mommy recommends preparing freezer meals as one of the eight things to do during the last months of pregnancy. And she has eight kids. It's probably a good idea to take her advice, right? If you're expecting a baby, preparing for a surgery, or you just want to make dinner time a little easier around your home, I'm going to share with you a few tips on how to efficiently and inexpensively make a freezer full of meals for your family. The first thing I want you to do is to pick the recipes. As I was thinking about what meals I'd prepare for freezer meals, I started to think about some of our favorite meals. In our arsenal of recipes, there are a lot of recipes that we eat, but we don't really enjoy as much as others. You probably have some of those in your arsenal of recipes as well. There are some that I like more than my husband does and vice versa. When picking meals to freeze, I tried to pick the recipes that I know he and I both enjoy. In discussing his wants from the freezer meals, I discovered that there were a few meals that we hadn't prepared in a long time that we both really liked. It was almost like I was getting bonus points for putting them on the list because we're now both excited to dig into those meals when the time comes. When picking meals to freeze, you'll want to consider a few things. First, some things don't freeze well. Freezing foods that use milk or cream can cause the dairy to separate. Now, it's still edible, but it might not look as pretty as when you thaw it and heat it. Pastas can work very well to reheat, but I've discovered they're best when you cook them a few minutes less than normal before freezing them. By doing this, they won't become super mushy when you thaw and heat them. Also, if you're using a recipe with vegetables, it's best to use cooked vegetables that then you pat dry with a paper towel. Vegetables will give off a decent amount of water when they thaw, so drying them a little bit can give you less watery vegetables when you thaw them and reheat the meals. The second thing to do is determine if you're going to be making family meals or individual meals. Now, this totally depends on how you think you'll be eating the meals. If they're for family dinners, it makes sense to have a large pan of the meal that you can thaw and heat all at once. If you think you'll be grabbing meals at different times, packing and freezing them as individual meals might just be the way to go. As we're preparing for life with little baby CEO, I imagine there are going to be two different ways we're going to eat. The first will be the grab and go between shifts of sleeping. The second will be where we're entertaining friends and family who come to visit. To be prepared for both situations, my list of freezer meals includes about six meals that'll be made into large pans and can feed four to six adults. The others will all be packaged in smaller individual sized meal containers that my husband and I can grab when we have a spare moment. I'm hopeful that the flexibility of the different sized meals and varying available menu will give us just enough variety to get us through those first few weeks of sleep deprivement and adjustment. Number three on the list is to decide on a date to make your meals. If you're committing to making freezer meals on a regular basis to simplify your family dinner routine, it's probably easiest to commit to the same day and time each week to do your preparations. Creating a routine around the meals will help you stick to the schedule and consistently have the meals ready each week. If you're making a large batch of meals for an upcoming birth or surgery, I'm finding that it was helpful to set a cooking date with a friend to help keep me accountable. 
I keep having friends offer to help me prepare for the arrival of our baby, but I struggle to officially ask someone to help me. By asking a friend to come make freezer meals with me, it not only lightened my load, but it's also going to give us an afternoon to spend together before I'm up to my eyeballs and baby stuff. Don't be afraid to ask your friends or family to help you with this project. It's a big one, so you might as well make it fun for yourself. One thing that I'm realizing is that it's good to set the date a couple weeks out to spread out the cost of the extra food. Our grocery budget is pretty tight, so by working a few additional items in each week when they go on sale, it's helping me to not have to spend money all at once on the food and packaging supplies. Before we get to the next steps, I do want to thank today's sponsor, Care.com. Now, as I mentioned, we're expecting our first child soon, and being the planning type that I am, I've already created my account on Care.com to start looking through profiles of babysitters and nannies in our area. I want to be prepared when we're ready to go out for our first date night as parents. In our area, with the requirements that I entered, that I wanted to have somebody who could also help us with laundry and they were pet friendly, there were 259 babysitters listed on Care.com and many of them already had great reviews. Plus, I love that Care.com gives me the ability to not only schedule interviews, but also run background checks easily through the site. They really do make it super easy to find the perfect person to help with our little one when he arrives. Families can join for free as a basic member to easily search for great local caregivers. Once you upgrade to a premium membership, you can reach out to caregivers, schedule interviews, and even book and pay for care online or through their app. To save 30% on a Care.com premium membership and receive a $15 credit that you can use towards paying your caregiver when you use Care.com's convenient payment platform, visit Care.com slash CEO when you subscribe. Again, that's Care.com slash CEO to get 30% off a premium membership and a $15 credit that I want you to do is to count your containers. So I briefly mentioned those packing supplies and I'm realizing they're pretty important to have around. Since I haven't done freezer meals on a large scale basis before, I only have a couple glass and metal baking pans that could be used for the meals. To give myself some more flexibility, I'm stocking up on larger foil baking pans and plastic and cardboard individual containers. These are relatively inexpensive and the foil and plastic containers can be washed and reused. Bulk packages of individual meal containers can be found on Amazon.com, and our local Target is actually now stocking a few smaller bundles of individual meal containers in the food storage aisle as well. If you know already that you have a shelf full of plastic containers, use those first by all means. You can also save money by freezing most foods in plastic freezer baggies. We've done this when we've taken road trips in the past. The baggies work great, and as long as you lie them flat to freeze, you end up with thin, stackable packages of food that can fill the freezer or your cooler. Now, once you know what foods you're going to make and how you're going to package them, it's time to make your master shopping list. This master list should include all ingredients and supplies you need to purchase to complete the cooking project. Like I mentioned earlier, I found that it was super helpful to make this list early so I could watch for sale prices at the grocery store. It's also helped me to break up the cost while being sure that I have everything available the day we make the meals. You may find once you make your list that it makes sense to buy some of your items in bulk, but don't buy into the idea of buying everything in bulk. Only buy bulk or cases of items if you're going to use over half of the case in your meals or if you already do a lot of cooking and are fairly confident you'll go through the staple items in a short amount of time. If you aren't sure if you should buy an item in bulk, it's probably best to stick with the individual cans or packages to just get you through the mass meal preparations. Now, once you have your supplies, ingredients, and motivation, the only thing left to do is to start cooking. 
The easiest way to do this is to do all your prep work at once, then all your assembly at once, and then all your cooking at once. If you're cooking a ton of meals, you might want to break it down into a couple rounds where you create similar recipes in each round. For example, if you're making four Italian recipes, it makes sense to prep all those ingredients at the same time because they're likely similar. You probably have a bunch of ground beef or Italian sausage that needs to be cooked, onions to be chopped, cheese to be grated, and tomatoes to simmer. Doing those in mass quantity will help cut down on the amount of dishes you dirty, as well as the amount of time it takes because you won't have to switch between the tasks as often. Once you have the ingredients for each round prepped, the assembly is much smoother. You can pour, layer, and mix everything all in a row. Then, once everything is assembled, it's time to remove as much air as possible from the packaging, seal up the containers, and label them with the meal that's enclosed. Most pans and containers aren't airproof, which means they're more likely to get freezer burn. But you can use a layer of plastic wrap, pressed tightly on the surface of the food, to keep the freezer air from ruining your hard work. Now, what are some of your favorite freezer meals? I'd love for you to share the links to the recipes on my Facebook page or in the comment section on the online version of this episode. Until next time, I'm the Domestic CEO, helping you love your home.